Good morning, friends. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson, and I'm the editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. Thank you for joining me this Friday morning, March 25th. The Mavericks play the Minnesota Timberwolves a little later tonight, but we will circle back on that in a few minutes. Uh, I wanted to point you to the direction of a, a story that we didn't really want to write because everyone in the world has hoped that Maxie would would find a way out of his really frustrating offense. But finally, Matt Phillips uh, published a piece today on, on MavsMoneyBall.com just getting into the depths of how bad Maxie's been offensively, um, mainly because if if the Mavericks are going to win a playoff series as a um, – you know, as a lower seed, then they're going to have to get some contribution from Maxi. He can't be scoring four points a game, which is what he's been doing since the all-star break. He's shooting just under 15% from three. He is shooting 26% overall. It's very, very bad. Istok Franco, you know, published a chart that showed that this is really Maxi's worst uh, shooting slump since his rookie year, which shouldn't really be a surprise. I don't remember anything quite like this. He's so good on defense, and it's just very important that the Mavericks figure out a, a way to get him going. Um, the next piece that I, I, I enjoyed was uh, an aggregation from Dalton Trigg over at uh, – um, Sports Illustrated Dallas, um, dot com, you know, what, whatever they call their site these days, formerly DallasBasketball.com. That's what I've known it as for years. Um, Fox Sports' Nick Wright went on television on Thursday and talked about how he thinks the Mavericks are going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. And I quote, right now I'm telling you, I don't think the Sun- Phoenix makes it out of the first or makes it out of round two. Because I think the team they play in round two is the team that's going to the finals. I think this is the Dallas Mavericks year not to win the title, but to get to the finals. That's just kind of a crazy pants take to me because the the Suns, number not, not only are they demolishing everyone, they beat the, the they beat the Mavericks just repeatedly. I don't remember the last time the Mavericks beat the Suns is how bad it is. Um, it's one of those things that, that I, I don't understand looking at what's going on in the NBA world and thinking that the Suns are 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 um, would lose to the Mavericks. I mean, I don't want to be a pessimist or anything like that. It's just sort of the, the nature of um, you know, when you play it in the NBA and against a team like quite like the Suns, they're just amazing. Past those two stories, there really hasn't been anything Mavericks related over the past 36 hours. Um, it's just that sort of point in the season. There's nine games left for the Mavericks to play, and we've seen a lot of things, and it's mainly about keeping keeping everybody healthy at this point, which really is a, a healthy time to pivot and once again look at the standings because after uh, Thursday night's line, uh, uh, games, I think things are pretty well sorted out barring like some you know kind of cataclysmic losing streaks um the phoenix suns just demolished they ended up really holding off denver uh, it was a 140 130 game pretty pretty amazing um and and that sort of if if you take a look at the at the standings that ends up locking, you know, the, the Mavericks are now two and a half games up on the Nuggets. They are, uh, after after Minnesota losing um, on Wednesday night to also to the Suns, the Minnesota is now three and a half games back. Uh, so it's, there's, there's some kind of questions there in the 6-7. But with the Suns winning their 60th game, Memphis just destroyed the Pacers. They're they're kind of locked in. Um, they're locked into the playoffs for sure. But now they're they're three games up on the Warriors for the two seed. Um, and it looks like unless the Warriors were to have things really go sideways for them, 
the neither the Mavericks nor the Jazz would be able to close a three-game gap in just nine games to play unless something really, like I mentioned, like something really bad was going to happen. Um, so at this point, what we're really looking at in the first round for the Mavericks is almost entirely likely to be a Utah Jazz-Dallas Mavericks 4-5 matchup. It's a question of who is the the home team. Um the Mavericks have a, a lighter schedule down the stretch, so to speak, but they have to get past the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight, and then they have to play the Jazz on Sunday. So it's it's just not an easy road to hoe. Um, the the Jazz are they got beat so bad by the by the Celtics the other night that the kind of ugly quotes that have been coming out of Utah all, se- all season um, after losses you know rang their reared their heads again. It was it was sort of um, I don't know. It's, it's just odd to see because the Jazz I think are capable of being a really good team. They've just they've they've run into buzz saws at the wrong time. They've had things go poorly at the wrong time, and and it's it's just looking like that that if if things are going to continue on this course, the the Jazz aren't going to be a very different team next year. And the Dallas Mavericks might have a a key part to to play in that if they you know most likely play one another in the playoffs. It would be really something to to see the Mavericks you know end up end up breaking up the Jazz. Um, the, you know, and now we're kind of looking ahead at, at tonight's game against, um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Mavericks sat, uh, you know, Luka Doncic the other night against the Rockets. He should be healthy and good to go. And I'm really looking forward to this game because these teams have sort of traded, like, I think the home team has won all three contests so far this year. And, I really love to see Luca go into Minnesota and just sort of put the, you know, lock the Wolves down into that seventh spot and get that win over Patrick Beverly, who's probably going to be goading them into something. Um, it's really, it, 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 I just, I loved that game the other night in hindsight. It was really like tense at the moment. Um, but as a result of that game, I then um, got a friend of mine who I've known for the better part of a decade, Maggie, who is a diehard Minnesota sports fan, reached out and said she wanted to talk Wolves with me. So if you're still interested and want to keep listening, um, when I close off here in about a minute or two, you will be able to listen to an interview between Maggie and I. We talk about, you know, how the Wolves are doing and, you know, what she loves about the team. And we kind of go all over the place because it's, a, you know, really a conversation between friends. But, you know, I, I that's what we, these conversations are with Josh and a lot of things. And, and I thought it was fun. And I just wanted to add it on here just to give you a little bit more Mavs content. Like I said at the top of the show, there's not a ton of Mavs related things today. So I'm glad I went ahead and recorded this. But if you're not interested, I do understand. Thank you for giving uh, me part of your day. And if you'll wait just a few seconds here, there will be an interview uh, with uh, um, my friend Maggie. Uh, So thanks for joining today. And you will hear from Josh and I after the game tonight. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of Kirk Your Enthusiasm. Today I'm joined by my friend, a hardcore Wolves fan, and someone who I have known via the internet for a better part of a decade. My friend Maggie. Hi, Maggie. How are you? Hello. I'm doing well. How are you? Thank I you am... for uh, deciding to put up with any sort of nonsense that will come to us very soon <laughs> well we probably should have done this before the first game but it you know time just gets away and the mavericks so so for full disclosure this podcast should go up friday morning um and then you know the mavericks are, are uh, wolves just played on monday night and we're talking here on tuesday night i think that's yeah. that's today right yeah i don't know i think it's kind of perfect though like 
we have a feel of what happened last night. Do we? That was a weird game. It was very weird. Okay. Like, like, cause I'll just let, like, now let me come at it from my non Mavs fan point of view thing. You had the can't Wolves, do that. Well, had the Wolves just hit a layup, <laughs> like had Anthony uh, Edwards <laughs> hit one of three layups where there's just like, he's running at the rim and he's like, Oh, I'm going to dunk it. No, I'm going to, and then it just rotates around and then it comes out. Like there were some, so many bizarre okay. things that happened last night. Am what I did concerned you that like Anthony's knees are still very sensitive? Yes. So that's a concern of like how he's playing and like how he's attacking. He was a little tentative. So that makes me a little worried. I'm trying not to be worried and hoping that he's just being reserved. Sure. Because he knows and understands his body. And not that he's trying to play through a bunch of pain. Yeah, um, which is never great. So no. so let's back up a bit. Walk me through. So I'm looking at like the Mavs record the, the Wolves record, and they basically played 500 basketball until like mid-January, and since then have played really, really well. Yes. What's what's going on over this stretch? <laughs> uh, we figured out how to play basketball? Question mark. <laughs> I mean, no, nine we, and one the last night over your last 10 games it, it's been a very interesting stretch like looking at like so i did a comeback of like the past 25 games and this was maybe a week and a half ago and so they were what the fuck were they um <laughs> i know <laughs> uh it was like nine like they had lost only nine games in the last 25. Oh, that so looks like right. How, yeah. But like how they went on their stretches is they would win some and then lose two in a row mm-hmm. and then win some and then lose two in a row. Well, I'm looking so at like, the losses, like the, the early, like the, the late January losses and even in early January, like they lost to New Orleans and Memphis. That's okay. Like those are two feisty teams. Then they lose to Golden State and Phoenix. Like that's a pain in the butt back to back. Yeah. Though I, I will losing to the Kings is is sometimes un, it happens to the best of us, but that that was a brutal <laughs> loss. But like past this, the rest of these losses are against good teams. Like you're not like the Wolves don't seem to have lost. Uh, they lost to Orlando uh, about two weeks ago, but that was like that's probably the last one since before All Star break where you look at it and you're like, oh okay, because I mean they've won a ton of games coming out of All Star break. Yes, because obviously it was the last time that you saw them this much over 500 like mm-hmm. yes it was 2018 but that was also a super weird year that also 2018 feels like more than five years like 2018 yeah. might as well just have been another life a decade ago it yeah. might have as well been like 2004 when the last time we were actually relevant who knows sure well, so let me let me ask you about the, your coach because your coach is one of these guys who when he got hired, like some players were kind of iffy about him publicly, but since then he seemed to have silenced everyone. What makes him such an effective coach? Uh, his he is a very like honest, forthcoming coach, and I think that like how he is in the media very much like filters into who he is with his players. Like he creates an environment that is very open and honest and I mean, he's very much like he has a lot to do with um, 
like who they are as a team. Obviously, your favorite player, Patrick Beverly, has a lot to do with who they are as a team. But he's fun. He makes games fun. <laughs> are you saying that just to be nice to me? No, because I mean, I like we sort of wanted them as a Maverick back in 2019, and then it just wasn't. He was never interested because he wanted to go to the Clippers. But like having a guy who can get everybody up and running and playing a little bit harder. Cause I mean, let's be honest, like these guys all come like there's too many games in the year and a lot of them just approach it kind of business-like and you need somebody to be the lunatic every now and again. And like last night, like he really served as the, the um, impetus for both teams playing harder. Cause he, he pissed still Luke off. as a lunatic though. Like how he moves and what he does is insane. You know, like it makes people so angry. Like I saw someone tweet like, why is the ref letting him slap someone's ass? And it's like... He wrote, like, that was the most emphatic other team <laughs> ass slapping I have ever seen. It's so like, funny, though. Like, good game, buddy. <laughs> right. And then after the game, like, they both hug it out because they both are, they both are, uh, Bill Duffy is both of their agents. So, like, I think they must have known each other for a while. But, like, yeah. it's just so peculiar. But I, I personally like. I really like like the the vibe of the Wolves is very much of a team that doesn't have anything to lose. Do you really like the vibe of the team? I do. I don't. Like I wouldn't so- want to play. I wouldn't want to play the Wolves in a seven game playoff series right yeah. now. Um. So many people are so angry at like how they're acting and what's happening on the team, but you know, like so often people are like, "Well, act like you've been there the- before," and it's like. Have we? Right, right. What's the fun of that? <laughs> How the fuck are we supposed to act? Like, in, and also, like, when we're bad, people shit on us. When we're good, people shit on us. So it's like, what the fuck ever? Let's, let's cause a ruckus and let's get rowdy and have fun. I don't know. So what's, is, is, is there anything different about Towns? Because Towns has been with you guys for a while. And obviously the last three weeks, he's been nothing short of incredible. But what's kind of different about him year over year, do you think? Because, I mean, this might be his best year yet. Yes. Um, I don't, it's so very interesting. Like, I've often said that with Carl, like, he has everything he needs to be a very good player. But it doesn't seem that he wants to be the player that, like, is the number one. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never had to be the number one. Like, he played at Kentucky. He didn't have yeah. to be the number one there. And so, like, coming out and being the number one draft pick, I don't know, like, <laughs> also having a lot of talks about Andrew Wiggins and, like, where he is now. Sure. <laughs> well, if, if, if Towns doesn't want to be, maybe, you know, if he's comfortable being, like, a 1B, does that mean, in it, like, Anthony Edwards is eventually going to be, like, this team's the guy? Yeah, like, also, it's going I'm, to be his team? Yes. Yes. Also, I'm looking I at his. I don't know where that falls though, with like, because you have D'Lo, who's like a strong player. Like you have Pat Bev, who's obviously a strong player, strong personality. Like, whose team does it fall to be? Like, are they just at a place where everything is what it is? Like mm-hmm. they understand Ant and his dynamic, and like how explosive he is, and like a fan favorite that he is. Like, I don't know. I mean, Anthony Edwards, and I, I just want to talk about him for a minute other than, than Towns. We'll talk like, about him forever. Well, so first of all, <laughs> it, 
This is what ESPN has him listed as, and I think you're going to laugh out loud. They say he is six foot four and 225 pounds. There is no way. That guy is enormous. He is a very, very like chiseled, beefy young man. Like, it's insane. He's the same height he, as Luca. I, I, I noticed that last night. Luca's a solid six, seven. Okay. Anthony Edwards won't be 21 until August. Like he is 20 years old. Mm-hmm. That that man has fucking arms for days. I just don't know. I he is well, a I'm gonna any of our I'm gonna advise any of my listeners who don't know about Anthony Edwards <laughs> to go start doing like a Google <laughs> deep dive on him because he's probably the most incredible athlete to come into the league. Like just pure athleticism. This guy could have picked any sport and probably gone professional in it. Yeah. Like he is a, he, he, if I remember correctly, he played football all yep. his life until he wanted, until someone was like, Hey, you should play basketball. <laughs> it, it, like, sure. It's just him to be like, you're going to tell me I can't do something or I just need to figure this out. Okay. I'm just going to master it. I'm like, okay. Well, so what's different from year one to year two with him then? I don't know. Cause like seriously, like his confidence has always been there. Um, so I guess maybe is it just comfort? Sure. And like where he is in the league and like who he's playing with, who he's playing against. Because that man has always had the confidence to just be anywhere and everywhere. Like and so it, it's just growing <laughs> more well, muscles. Okay. And it takes a little bit of the attention off towns because if Towns doesn't, you know, it seems like Edwards is willing to be kind of like like the the front man in terms of the yes. talking and the shit talking, which I'm sure Towns is good at when he's ain't, but he, it just it doesn't seem to he's come. Yeah, but it's like it's a little bit. It's like, like shit talking if if and you know being like really like ah pro I'm the best on it like like that doesn't Dirk was a little like this where it's just it like it doesn't always come where it's you know you need that guy like like Jason Terry was that way for Dirk of just the guy who was always kind of chirping even if Towns might be the better basketball player the fact that those two really like work so well together I I, I hope you guys get to watch them for for together for a really long time I hope so too I mean, I'd like to think we're in a good place money-wise. Obviously, Vanderbilt, like he's, what, $4 million, and so mm-hmm. that's going to go up a lot. So things might shake a little bit different, but... Well, this yeah. is a really this is a really fun team, because, like, Jared Vanderbilt, who you just mentioned, is You know that important. this is recording, right? Yeah. And that you said that. <laughs> No, I mean, I, like, I, I, like, Jared Vanderbilt was like really annoying. Like, like he was really annoying Luca last night. A very key part of of what was going on with with the Wolves defense. And you know, I'm kind of like, I looked through through the Wolves roster, and this is kind of hard for Mavs fans to understand because our team has never taken the draft seriously. There's so many guys of varying skill set, like, like, of just like lengthy dudes who are between six four and six nine. Like the one guy who didn't play last night, and I'm curious. I wonder if he'll play on Friday is Jaden McDaniels, who's just like another, I mean, he's a skilled, like just yes. he's six, nine. And he's like, Oh my God. It's like he, another dude. He's very gumby. Like he is just <laughs> like, he is all arms and legs. He is a Corey Brewer with more, 10 more pounds. But like, he is obviously very talented and so very excited for him to grow and like how he's growing this season. So 
Right. But seriously, no. like looking at his ankles, <laughs> y'all got Corey Brewer. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like it's, it's skinny players. Like when you when you get a guy like Ant who's built like a brick wall, and then you see him next to someone like Jaden McDaniel's, who he is shorter than, but also probably outweighs by like fifty pounds. It's just like there's such a variety of body types in the NBA, and it's always like funny to watch these different dudes match up. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but like, is there anyone else that that, that the Mavericks? you know, might not have seen that you particularly like watching this year that are on the Wolves? Um, so I'll pause before that is that I actually thought that we could just talk about Patrick Beverly for 45 minutes. Sure. You would. <laughs> Patrick Beverly's given me a lot of content. Like, like he, 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 I don't know if you, if I, my wife shared that story with you, but like he, like in the first playoff series, Lucas scored 10 points on him in 61 seconds and he never and that was played the again. Clippers one, right? Yeah, it was the first one. And then he never yes. played again. It was great. Really? So, mm-hmm. He he had an injury. <laughs> I think Luca hurt his pride. Oh, but that was two years stop. ago. That was two years ago. <laughs> that was in the bubbles. Different time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, like, so with Patrick Beverly, I I don't know. Like, I know you know this. Like, I like to puffy paint t-shirts. Some of your listeners probably don't know that. Uh, <laughs> right. It's okay. But so much like I would love to make him a t-shirt that literally reads just like, you would love me if I was on your team and just have him wear it everywhere. Yeah. No, I think that's accurate. Like it's different than the, um, the Morris brothers. Like, did you see that quote floating around from the, from, from the, the Clippers version of the Morris brother today? He basically said, Oh, not today. You know, no. It, there was some quote out where he's just talking shit saying if we hadn't have been in the bubble, we would have sent their asses home and X number of games talking about the nuggets when the nuggets came back down three, one to yeah. defeat them. And it's like, why are you talking like the Morris brothers talking is not fun. Like you like wrestling a lot, right? I and, do. And Patrick Beverly gives me such strong, like he would be an amazing oh, yeah. guy on the stick, just talking shit. Yes. It's, he's so fun. And like that kind of energy it, it, it's annoying, but it's not harmful. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like the stuff that the Morris brothers do, like, I think is like kind of threatening at points. And it's like the stuff that Patrick Beverly does, like he clearly likes to compete. He likes pissing you off, but it, it's like, it, but, I, but that's I, what he does. Yeah. Like I, so what, like Kevin Garnett is Patrick Beverly's like favorite player. <laughs> And, and that tracks. And so, like, <laughs> I would imagine in your mind right now, you're seeing Patrick Beverly play, and you're like, yes, that's Kevin Garnett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, oh. obviously, different frame, like, playing in different parts of the court and, like, how they attack basketball. But, like, just how he stays at it and barks after people. And it's like, Patrick, you're very silly, but I love you so much. <laughs> like, what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I really do. It's so very silly. But again, he's on my team. And I understand why, like, you guys are like, no. Well, I mean, it, it gave some stakes to a game which felt a little like a grind. Um, where it's just, I, I'm kind of to the point in the season, even though it's really lovely to have March basketball that matters, I'm just, I'm tired. And I was ready to go to bed because that game on, on, on Monday night had a stupid delay because of rain, which a rain delay in a basketball game. Of course. I know. Um, 
<laughs> it's it's just it's nice to have these sort of things matter. And so, like the Mavericks are resting Luca on Wednesday night against the Rockets specifically because they want to have him up and ready to go on Friday. And like that sort of like meaningful basketball at this point of the year is is really delight. Well, let me ask you this: Do you have any sort of expectations for the rest of the season? Because I, you know, you start out, you're kind of floating around in like the at ten, you know, eight, nine, ten spot, and now the the wolves are right up uh, in like the six, seven. You know, they have a shot at five. Like things are yes. wild right now. So obviously, if we fall outside of the play-in, that's just an abysmal disaster. Um, I know some people will feel a certain way if we're somewhere seated in the playing game. Um, but just to be a part of that for me is like, I will take it. Sure. Um, you know, especially like a higher seed and like if we're playing at home, like that, that goes a long way. Like, um, I don't know if you've know some things about basketball Twitter, but like, or not basketball Twitter, but Wolves Twitter, like D'Lo, he's asking all the fans to stand like bef- like college rules of like <laughs> fans, yes. That's Until outstanding. The basket is made. I think it's very silly, but I I understand. Like they want the level of energy in that building to be higher than what so many Minnesotans have given them for one so long and two the season. So it it's that. No, Funny. asking for fan engagement is nice. Like the fact that, that we so many of these guys um, don't really think of the fans at all, and so I, I I like that element of it because it's it shows that that they want that support as opposed to yes. just doing it for a paycheck. But it, but it's also feeding off that energy mm-hmm. and like they obviously know who they are as players and feed off that and they want that atmosphere and. Like I said, like Minnesota Minnesotans can't haven't been able to give it to them all the time. So but I like we're to a good point of um like what, tomorrow we're playing Phoenix and like looking for tickets. There's maybe fifty two tickets available. Nice. So that'll be like, a packed oh, house. Yeah, like so team and versus like and resale, like fifty two total. Which is obviously one it's Phoenix being the best team in basketball and you know stuff. So the, like that's interesting too. Yeah. No, it is because it's it's something to build towards. And like the West is such a monstrous place to be where one injury at the wrong time can send you packing, or one trade for Russell Westbrook can just send you to the gutter and <laughs> No, look, guys, nah. we're always we're always gonna make fun of the Lakers. Like, like, there's nothing more unifying. But it's crazy because then, like, we have to talk about LeBron, and uh, which we're not going to, which we're I not mean, going to. We can though, because it just amazes me. Like, he's how old and doing it? Like, his body still, like, his mind will make his body still push to be like, yeah, I'm gonna score 37 points. Like, what the fuck? Right? No, like, I'm like, I'm I'm LeBron's age. Yeah, I'm LeBron's age, and I ran, I ran two miles today, and I, I, I'm on top. You know, that's all I'm gonna do for the next several days. And like he goes out, and he's like, I'm gonna score 50 points. So it's it's just it's it's really calm and casual, and he's just an incredible basketball player. But 
I don't want, I, I'm going to uh, wrap this up here because I think you and I could yammer on forever. Oh, um, it's okay. Oh, yeah, like, so, I would love to listen to you talk about Luca and then, like, well, do you have any also, Mavericks also questions I should answer? Things. What do you have any Mavericks questions I should answer? Um, no, maybe, but I, I think one of my favorite things that makes, makes you most angry is like Carl's quote about being the best big shooter. Sure. Like how angry it makes you. And it just delights me to no end. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes me mad online. Very distinct. Okay. Hush, dog. Because Sorry. you do understand that, like, he was speaking to him being a center. And wow, Dirk played two positions, obviously with more power forward. Like, yes. You do understand that, yes? Well, I mean, he was also being, like, quite literal in terms of three-point shooting. Because he's, like, a 3% better three-point shooter, I understand. Yes, and, like, he's literally only talking about three-point shooting. Yeah. It's not like he's, like... I really, I really enjoyed him winning. I, I, I really enjoyed him winning the, uh, the NBA three point contest because like there's, there's elements of joy that so many of these guys in the NBA won't lean into now because it's not cool to be happy. Like, fuck that. That guy had a great time. He had a great, like his quotes afterwards. Like I heard on some podcast, the, like the only, like that would have been the one time to ask Carl Anthony Towns a favor is right after he won that because he was just so he's like leaning into it. I loved it. Do you really think that players like are unhappy and like not unhappy, but they're, or is it just like certain players that always have the spotlight on them? So like maybe yeah. first come to my mind is Russell Westbrook. Like, I don't think he's unhappy but he can be very grumpus when being interviewed because obviously he's just like, what the fuck are these questions and why are they coming at me again? You know, I think that there is a a significant segment of NBA players who don't want to look uncool. And I think just by embracing the fact that he was happy to win a contest, which is, you know, all of this is, is arbitrary. It is a, it's a sports ball contest. So it's like, life is arbitrary. Right. So it's like, like, being really joyful over something like that in all-star weekend, which half those guys there act like is a bit of a chore. I just, I liked it. That's what I mean. It's like, like some, you know, it, it nobody do does a dunk contest act- anymore. That sort of thing. Okay. Do you one? So obviously like dunk contest is a whole different can of worms, but like, do you think they act like it's a bit of a chore because they would love to have the fucking like week off and just be probably like, yeah. I'm going to go on an Island. I'm going to do nothing and it's going to be fantastic. And then Which I get. Obviously, obviously with the dunk contest, I think it's more, what is this strain I'm putting on my body? Yeah. And then like, we're so like, we're to a point where it's like, eh, I don't want to be creative. Sure. Like everything's been done. Well, it's, it's difficult because for like people like you and I, and like you watch so much sports, Minnesota sports, it's like, you're, you're going to watch it anyways. But for like, for me, for example, some of the things that I want to work on, are you, my dog has never been on the podcast and he's just over here roughing at me. Um, he, it, 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 great audio. It's really, I'm a top notch, <laughs> but, but as I, I, as I say on my podcast, I'm like, yeah, if you're listening to me, you're not expecting quality. Um, I'm here obviously not well it's it's (laughs) it's like for for you know like I wanted my like I wanted my kid to stay up and watch all-star weekend he's little 
I opted not to yeah. do it just because he's being a pill. But the fact that, you know, next year when he's six closer to seven, I'm going to be able to let him stay up late and watch some of this stuff. I really take like there's the casual stuff where it's like I get I, I just I like it when these guys look like they're having fun doing the job. And sometimes there are elements of it where it, it doesn't look like these guys are having very much fun. And that's why like the Carl thing just sticks out in my head because it's like after somebody wins this, the skills challenge or like the Taco Bell dribble around and pass into a hole challenge, like they're not excited <laughs> to win it. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm just here versus he won that thing. And he was just ear to ear. And I, it, that sort of thing sticks with me. I don't know. Maybe it's me being too sentimental. Okay. Well, one, yes, probably just because we're old and that's how we feel about the things that we've seen and what's happened. Uh, two, could you imagine though, Anthony Edwards in the dunk contest and all he asks is someone to stand under the basket and he just posterizes them. Yeah. Like that just the fucking dunk. But who's going to do that? Who's going to be that person for it? It's like, look through the wolves roster. Who could it be? <laughs> who's the, who's the player that that's least liked? We're just going to have to go. Okay, oh. I I don't know if it's a there's a player that's least liked, but no, all these guys. Nate Layman first comes to mind. <laughs> I'm, <gonna say> it. <laughs> I'm not saying that he's the least liked. I'm just saying that that's who we're gonna put out there, and that's who Hans is gonna dunk on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great stuff. Well, Maggie, thank you for taking part of your uh, your <laughs> evening. Um, I will share your Twitter handle in the podcast uh, feed. So if you all of a sudden get like 35 random new followers on Friday morning, that will be why. But you, I don't know. They just need to know that I won't talk about the Mavericks. No, you will talk about the Wolves. You will talk about wrestling. <laughs> and you will talk about men's but... butts and baseball pants. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I, okay, let's be fair here. I talk about butts in baseball pants and like wrestling basketball pants and basketball shorts. (laughs) It's okay. I'm an equal opportunity buttist. It's fine. No, it's great. No, I follow, I followed Maggie uh, on the internet for 10 years and we finally met at a wedding to, which was somehow already two and a half years ago. Um, But yes, thank you for Did we meet the summer before that. Maybe at, at summer league. I think at you're right. Yeah. Cause it was, it was the summer league where I saw um, Eric Spalestra and I was wearing my stupid t-shirt that had uh, what's his name, making three goggles from when they beat yes. in the finals. <laughs> like we we're eating at a chain restaurant in Vegas. That's what it was. That was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Maggie, oh, you're the best. It was raining when I met you. It was, it was. Will you be good, and we'll talk soon, and maybe we'll do this again if the Mavericks happen to uh, to play the, oh, okay. in the so second round of the playoffs. If we make playoff things and things need to get rowdy, I will one get rowdy, two probably very sassy. So <laughs> you'll have earned it. <laughs> Anybody that makes the second round deserves to just shit talk. But even playoffs, like if you guys, like you guys, you know, you, you, let's say you stay, let's say you like happen to be in the seventh seed, you beat the Lakers or whoever, then you go into the first round and then you punch the, uh, the Grizzlies in the mouth and you go up like two to one. I expect all the trash talk on planet. Okay. We have beat the Grizzlies this season. There could be some chaos happening. 
And that's the thing. Like, we've beat really good teams. Like, yes, you I, have. We're just, we're just whatever. I don't get it. No one can explain it. It's fine. I love it. It's Maggie, fine. we'll talk soon. Everybody, <laughs> uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, and, and check back later tonight for Josh and I.